Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Carrera. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. Well, we thought we would have Brock Purdy surgery news by now, but of course, you know that was delayed, and so we don't have that. What we do have on today's show is two things I saw floating around the internet that I thought were interesting and wanted to share with you. The first actually comes from Rand Carthon's press conference with the Tennessee Titans. He was describing how things work behind the scenes with the 49ers when it comes to scouting and drafting and player development. Demetrius Washington, he's the uh, VP of Ops for Minnesota. He ran our uh, analytics department after Kwesi left. Uh, he does his metrics, you know, to find, you know, all his guys. So he comes to me, he has a running back, and he's like, man, my numbers are telling me this is the best outside zone running running back in the draft. He was like, but I'm not walking in there with Kyle with just this paper to say that. Can you watch this guy and see if you can confirm what, my, what the tape saw? And I watched the tape. That was my first exposure to the player, and I agreed with him. And then that player ended up being Elijah Mitchell that we took in the sixth round, which last year, if we don't have Elijah, we don't go on the run that we went on. And even added to that story, uh, D'Amico Ryans, it was his first year as D coordinator, and that round, that pick was going to be his linebacker. And D'Amico, some kind of when he came in the draft room, Elijah's tape was on. And he was watching Elijah, and he called Johnny Holland, our linebacker coach, up and was like, Coach, this running back is better than the linebacker we're going to pick. And so we shifted from taking a linebacker and took Elijah. And it just kind of shows to the collaboration of how that whole operation worked. That's a fantastic story, and it just speaks to the tremendous team-first culture that the 49ers have in their building, right? Someone notices something, they take it to someone else because they value that person's expertise in addition to their own. Those two collaborate. If things match up, they bring it to someone else who brings it to someone else, and eventually it works its way up to Kyle Shanahan, and you even have guys on the opposite side of the ball potentially missing out on a player and they're still on board. That's very, very difficult to do, to get everybody pulling in the same direction in an organization, and it's a credit to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and Rand Carthon and everybody that was involved in that story. It doesn't just happen. You can't take that for granted, right? And Because it can work the opposite way, right? Holland could be mad that he's not getting a new linebacker. D'Amico Ryans could be mad for the same reason especially with Elijah Mitchell's injury history, right? Guys start to resent it. The scouts feel like their work is not being valued. That can get ugly fast, but the 49ers don't have that. They have buy-in from players. They have buy-in from, obviously, the coaching staff behind the scenes, according to Rand Carthon. That is amazing, and it's a credit, like I said, to everybody involved the leadership in San Francisco. Now, hopefully with all the coaching changes that continues, I'm sure that's a factor in every hiring that Kyle Shanahan makes, right? You want to preserve that even when guys are coming in and out because that is what leads to sustained success. When you put the team before yourself in every decision you make, that's going to lead to sustained success. By the way, if you're wondering about that linebacker the Niners didn't take, don't. This comes from Niners Nation alumnus Leo Luna. No linebacker selected after Elijah Mitchell has 30 career solo tackles or even one career sack. 
The other thing I came across today that I thought you'd like to know kind of matches up with what I've been saying about Kyle Shanahan for a while. Football Outsiders released their list of the most aggressive head coaches in the NFL in 2022. Kyle Shanahan came in at number 19, which means only 13 other coaches were less aggressive than good old Kyle Shanahan last year. Full disclosure, Football Outsiders measures how aggressive coaches are compared to each other. So it's not what you often hear of as analytics. It's not how often they go for it on fourth down based on win probability or analytics, what analytics tells you to do. That's not what Football Outsiders is measuring. They are measuring how often coaches go for it compared to the average NFL head coach. So a score of one means a particular coach goes for it just as much as the average coach. Kyle Shanahan scored a .89 in aggressiveness, which means he goes for it 11% less than the average NFL head coach. Think about that. With a loaded offense, the best defense in the league, and himself as a play caller, Kyle Shanahan still goes for it 11% less than the average NFL head coach. It is amazing to me that nobody has been able to explain this to him in a way that gets through his head. I'm hoping it's going to change next year, with maybe with a different quarterback, but I doubt it. Let's be honest. If you're wondering, by the way, two other coaches that used to be assistants under Shanahan were at opposite ends of the list. Mike McDaniel in Miami was the second most aggressive coach in the league, and Robert Sala with the Jets was at the bottom as the least aggressive coach in the NFL. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Thursday, ESPN analysts made their early predictions for the 2023 season, including Super Bowl matchups. Of the 10 experts surveyed, seven had the 49ers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl next season. Not only one picked them to win it, that was Stefania Bell, noted 49ers fan, but nonetheless, 70% of the people polled said the Niners are the best team in the NFC and they don't even know who the quarterback is. One thing to watch, the Tennessee Titans released left tackle Taylor Lewan after nine years with the team. Lewan is a three-time pro bowler and says he will consider retiring. I wonder if he would also consider playing right tackle for the Niners next year. Is it worth exploring? Could be. Depends on what he wants to sign for. One thing you may have missed, Kelly Stafford, wife of Rams quarterback Matt Stafford, said on her podcast that after the Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, her husband turned to her and said, quote, don't worry, we're going to beat them in the Super Bowl next year. Uh, Matt, maybe try winning the NFC West first next year. Just, you know, just a thought. That's a wrap on today's 49ers and 5. Please rate, review, and follow both the Gold Standard and Niners Nation Podcast Networks. Enjoy your Thursday, everybody. Stay tuned for the Gold Standard Podcast with myself and Levin Black. That drops later today. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.